right. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Simple Truth Cutting Edge. Uh, I am Pastor Mark Wingfield here with Pastor Terrence Williams and Sam King. It is Wednesday night, March the 8th. <laughs> I had to, had to think for a second. It is March the 8th, um, uh, 2023, and uh, we're so glad you're with us. Um, if you are t- jumping in here on the Facebook live stream, of course, we encourage you to share this broadcast so that other people in your um, news feed will see it and hopefully join us as well. Uh, we always encourage you to listen and or watch, excuse me, when you watch live from the uh, Simple Truth page, because when you make your comments, we'll read them in real time and we can interact with you. And that's one of our favorite things to do um, uh, from episode to episode. Um, But we're also thankful for any of you who are watching back episodes on Facebook, on the Facebook page, or if you are watching uh, or listening to the podcast, which you can find on Spotify, you can find it on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts. And we thank Sam King again for the work that he does in getting that up. And um, again, those of you listening, we certainly appreciate you being with us. You know, we've um, um, we've tackled a lot of issues already this year. We try to, to, to broadcast uh, fairly consistently every other Wednesday. It's not always that way. But in fact, I think last week we broadcast. And so this is two Wednesdays in a row. But uh uh, but we don't run out of things to talk about. I think more than often than not, Terrence, we we have to narrow things down because uh, you know, there's always something going on. And I would say that probably three out of four times that we air, we talk about some kind of a hot topic or current event that's going on. Uh, well, uh, tonight we are going to talk about something that uh, that we believe is really relevant at any time. Um, it's not necessarily a hot topic, um, and yet it's something that uh, that affects most of us um, a couple times, sometimes several times a year. Um, and that is um, not only the topic of, of death, but specifically, uh, Terrence and I, as pastors, both do funerals from time to time. Um, I would say I do a small handful a year. Um, it's actually been a few months now since I've done one, but then it seems like there are times when I'll do two or three within a two or three week period. And so it probably averages out to five or six a year, I would guess, even though so far this year I've been um, blessed to to not have done any. I have been to some, and uh, a couple weeks ago I was asked to actually um, be kind of a keynote speaker in one, but I wasn't the one that actually planned or directed the service. Um, but, but, but regardless, anytime that we're part of a Christian funeral, um, it's uh, a great opportunity, Terrence, to share the gospel. Hey man, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, that person that's, uh, in the ground, uh, they made their decision, uh, whether for Christ or not for Christ. So we have the opportunity to, uh, to preach to those who are, are there, the loved ones. Uh, you know, we do so gently, uh, obviously, you know, we're not there to, uh, to preach what you would call a fire brimstone message. You know, we're, we're there to, to comfort the loved ones of the people that have gone on and especially the immediate family. But we don't want to miss the opportunity to, uh, to preach the gospel, to, to give hope. I mean, that is the ultimate hope of the world is the gospel. Uh, even in the midst of death, uh, there's always hope. And, you know, one of the scriptures that, uh, I'm going to 
used this week uh, comes from First Thessalonians mm-hmm. four. I'll read a yep. little bit of that. It says, I do not want you to be ignorant, mm-hmm. brethren, uh, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. You know, it goes on to say, for we believe Jesus died and rose again. Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And uh, it talks about it that at the end of that passage, it says, comfort one another with these words. Uh, so that just goes to say, I mean, we don't we mourn. Yes, we mourn, but we don't mourn as those who have no hope because we have a hope. You know, if 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 this is it for us on this planet, when we uh, when our eyes shut on this planet, if this is the only hope we have, then we're in pretty bad shape. Um, we don't have anything to look forward to. But the fact of the matter is we have we're, we're going to live in eternity a whole lot longer than the 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 60, 70 years we're blessed with on this planet. Um, Absolutely. And, and so, you know, as Jesus, you know, as it's written, you know, death, where's their sting? Grave, where's their victory? There mm-hmm. is no sting. There is no victory for death for those who sleep in Christ, for those who made yeah. the decision while living to serve Christ. And so um, that's the message uh, that, it, in my opinion, every funeral should have at some point is letting people know, hey, mm-hmm. you still have time. You still have time to make the, the most important decision you'll ever make. And that is uh, Jesus Christ as Lord to repent from your sin and and to accept the free gift of salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And and um, if not, you don't have any hope of seeing that loved one that, that has gone on before you. And you have no hope of eternity with God. Uh, you have uh, only the hope, only the only the dread of an eternity separate from God. And I know, you know, we, we both believe hell is a horrific place. But I would have to say that what makes hell hell is the fact that the presence of God uh, the joy of the presence of God is not there. Um, mm-hmm. the suffering, yes, is a real thing. Um, but the fact that we've never, we've never known a day, Pastor Mark, uh, in our existence that has not had the presence of God, even as bad as earth mm-hmm. is, even as bad as things of the world are right now, the ab- the presence of God is not absent. Uh, right. just imagine, if you will, the, the absolute, absence of god's presence what Mm -hmm. would that feel like we don't know what that feels like we've always had god's presence with us and so um right uh we have you know we have much to hope for because we have trusted in christ and so that's what we'll be urging uh Pastor Kevin and I uh, will be urging on this friday when we preach the funeral a funeral of david bales right um right yeah yeah, you know, um, that absence of God, um, it really is the absence of any kind of relief from suffering, from sorrow. Um, there, 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 it's the absence of hope um, is what it comes down to. And so certainly that is uh, one reason we believe hell is going to be so horrific. So, you know, you touched on something that um, I think is an important one, and, and that is one of the delicate parts about doing a uh, funeral. Um, is that gospel presentation. Now, I've done funerals for many um, uh, Christians, and I've done funerals for a handful of folks that uh, it was pretty obvious they weren't Christians. And then, of course, there's quite a few that I've done for folks that I would put somewhere in the middle, not meaning they were actually in the middle because either you are or you aren't. I mean, the, the ones that we're not completely certain on. And and those are hard ones to do as well. But one thing that when we do a, a, a 
any funeral where we share the gospel. And I can't remember really ever doing a funeral where I didn't share the gospel in some way. Um, but I really love the ones that are uh, uh, where the Christian um, widow or the parents or someone who is uh, um, very deeply involved in planning the service urge you, you, you know, you've got to preach the gospel, make sure you preach the gospel. And, you know, the thing that can get a little tricky about preaching the gospel at a funeral is, well, you do have a very captive audience, um, and you do have people who now who don't uh, uh, think about this. Um, every day, all of a sudden, now they're all thinking about it. And, you know, I, I struggle because I don't want them to to trust Jesus or make a uh, confession based simply upon things like, you know, you just commented, um, we always make that reference to we don't want anybody to, uh, um, uh, you know, miss out seeing their 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 loved one again. And and the idea is, if uh, you don't have Jesus, you don't um, uh, you won't ever see them again. Now, I don't want someone to think, well, that's the reason I need to get right with the Lord because we don't see any pictures of that in Scripture, and because obviously their need is they need to recognize they're a sinner. Um, but I do almost always at some point mention that, Terrence. I, I do remind them that listen. Um, uh, so-and-so has trusted Christ, um, and, and because of that, we have the promises that, that even though he is dead, he actually lives today, and he lives today better than he's ever been before. And, um, and, and we all are going to die one day, and we have to take that serious. I, I, I like uh, Jesus when um, in his, his uh, statement to uh, Martha, uh, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, uh, whoever believes in me, even if, though he dies, yet still shall he live. And he says, do you believe? And she says, yes. Well, I like to use that um, as a transition to ask the uh, people at the funeral, do you believe? That's the most important question you can answer today. And, uh, and, and David answered that question. Um, you know, um, and if you know the date, you know, I share the date. But, but, the, but, but, but you know, the thing of what happens at funerals sometimes is that maybe someone makes uh, uh, an overly emotional and that's not necessarily heartfelt. But here's the good thing, Terrence. When that happens, um, God usually gives us the wisdom and God usually gives us the discernment that um, that we have the chance, hopefully, certainly, if someone trusts Christ during a service that we do, we'll get the chance to talk to them. And it gives us the chance to talk to them even further and deeper. And if, if they made a decision that was simply based on, hey, I want to make sure I see Aunt Nancy again, well, we can now walk them through a little bit more about, well, th this is this is why you need Jesus. And uh, and so it still does offer a great opportunity. And, and you know, I, I, in one sense, I don't envy you Friday because any time that you are part of a young person's um, uh, celebration service, there's something that's just a little harder about that, I think. Uh, but at the same time, um, you get the chance to, to, to present Jesus to a group of people who largely may already know him, but I am certain I don't need to know who's going to be there to know there will be people there who don't know him. And, uh, and you get the chance to introduce to them the Jesus that, uh, that died so that David could have eternal life. And then you get to invite them to, uh, to join him. And, uh, and that's a, that's a great privilege. So, so, you know, funerals like that um, can be difficult, but at the same time, there's something really uh, kind of exciting about it. Um, and that may seem a little bit weird to some people, but I think I, know, I think you know exactly what I mean there. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if it's, uh, it's any time that those hearts are tender, 
it's probably at that moment. Um, um, I mean, of course, there'll be opportunities for them to harden their cells back up later on. But, mm. you know, at time of grief, at time of grief is, you know, you 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 get rare moments like that in some of the lives in the lives of some people uh, to be able to 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 plant a seed. You know, that might be the softest the ground of their heart may ever be is when they lose right. someone and, you know, they get an opportunity to realize that, man, uh Tomorrow's not promised. This person that I believe, you know, David was 21 years old. You know, mm. that's that's someone you think has got a lot of years, and yet his life was taken very, very quickly. And and you know, those things are uh, hard to understand for people. Um, if anything, it speaks to the fact of how fragile life is, and how quick it can be over. And so. We're, we're presented with the opportunity to 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 get people to think about their life and realize that it's it's not tomorrow is not promised. Uh, death uh, can be very sudden. It can be very quick, and it and uh, it can come without a lot of explanation and a, a lot of preparation, uh, even. So uh, uh, again, we present Christ uh, in the midst of that uh, atmosphere in the in, in that environment. Uh, because that's where people's hearts are at that moment. They're faced with the fact that, um, man, uh, this kid was 21 years old. Uh, tomorrow certainly is not promised. If I never, ever believed yeah. that before, man, I have to look at it now because this kid was, he was a kid, 21 years old, same age as my daughter. Uh, and mm. his life is gone now. And so, you know, here's a moment to think about the fact that eternity has began for David. Uh, uh, eternity is going to be spent somewhere. We are eternal beings. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. either be eternally with God or we're going to be eternally uh, absent from God. And uh, the only, you know, the pay, the way it's been paid. Um Man, what a, what a, what an opportunity! Jesus has already paid the way uh, for us. He's already, you know, as we preach from John three sixteen. I uh, think you'll be coming to that verse pretty soon uh, at church. One day. That um, mm -hmm. you know, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, so there's there's the promise, you know, um, and my mm -hmm. favorite verses come after that 17 and 18. You know, he didn't come mm -hmm. to condemn the world that through him. The world will be saved. And who, you know, you know, who is it that's condemned? Those who have not believed in the name and I'm not believed in the mm -hmm. son of God. You're condemned already. So if you make no decision, you've made a decision. Uh, and mm -hmm. so Amen. people who believe that they can just. Uh, well, you know, I got time, you know, I'll, I'll make a decision later. You've made a decision every single day that you do not choose Christ. You're actually, uh, in essence, you're rebelling, you're, you're rejecting him. And, uh, that's a day that you don't know if you're going to lay your head on the pillow and wake up tomorrow morning. Uh, that's you're right. really playing Russian roulette. You're really rolling the dice and saying, you know, I've got an opportunity tomorrow. The one who the one who gives you breath in your lungs is the only one that knows if you have tomorrow. So, um, man, uh, 
what a gift we've been given. And, you know, I don't know. I know I, I know it was you close to 30 years old. I was 23, 24. You know, I I rolled the dice for 23 years of saying, you know, right. tomorrow I'll get my life to Christ. Tomorrow I'll get I'll get right with God. And uh, we were we were blessed. Of the fact that God knew uh, the day that we would surrender and he had that day marked for us. So um, mm -hmm. not everyone yeah. has that is fortunate um, to have that experience, uh, but we right. were. And today might, uh, Friday might be the day for someone sitting in that funeral uh, or right. any funeral that comes up. That, that may be their day. We don't know. But um, we're going to certainly, right. uh, Kevin and I are certainly going to give them the opportunity to uh, to meet Jesus that day. Yeah, yeah. Near the end of 2 Timothy 2, I'm not sure which verse, maybe 24, 25, um, uh, Paul says that, uh, that that God may perhaps grant them repentance, uh, leading them to the knowledge of the Lord and, uh, um, and, and, and helping them come to their senses so that they might escape the snare of the devil who has... Um, had them uh, working for him, um, something along the line at the end there. And that's the thing. We don't know when God is going to grant repentance to someone, um, and he always does that. We know that faith comes by hearing um, the word of God, right? And so we, we make sure we preach. Uh, you know, I've been to, to funerals where um, I saw it, it, it badly butchered, um, an opportunity um, the one time that this girl um, who I guess she was the pastor, she was— um, uh, she was she was doing the the service and and uh, she she gave some scripture and she read John 14 and I think she read one through three talking about how Jesus had gone to prepare a, a house for you uh, for you many rooms and she didn't get to the most important part and that is when uh, Thomas says hey Lord we don't know where you're going and how to get there and Jesus said I am the way uh, the truth the life and, and whoever uh, no one comes to the father except through me and I remember thinking gosh she 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 completely had it and she was going in the right direction and then she just pulled up too early and then and fortunately I was actually on the uh, the docket again as a speaker not as the leader of the the service and uh, I got to follow her and I just gently um, followed I didn't do it to embarrass her but I f finished that and I uh, explained to them John 14 6 for a few minutes and um, you know so we want to make sure every time that we do any kind of preaching that we are always going to in some way include the gospel because we don't know who's going to be there. Even on Sunday mornings, we don't know from week to week. Um, certainly most of the people that are going to be at our church on a Sunday morning are believers, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But we know that there will be lost people there from time to time. Sometimes it's the same people week after week, and a lot of times it's just a visitor. Um, but we, uh, we want to make sure whether the gospel um, is uh, the central a focus of each passage every week, maybe not, but at some point, it doesn't matter what passage you're preaching, you can swing it to the gospel and you want to make sure that you're doing that. Uh, you know, one thing that I um, do, one story, you've probably heard me say it, I'm not sure or not, but um, pretty much at every funeral that I ever do, and usually I do it at the graveside, but uh, but I've uh, heard a story several years ago, it's probably been close to, uh, well, almost 20 years ago now, um, it was when I was in seminary, and that was from 2004 to 2007, Somewhere in there, I heard a woman speak, and uh, she gave a great testimony, and I'm going to share it just for a second because it's always a good one that I think that we can use to help people understand the right perspective for believers when believers die, and that is... Um, this woman who had been a missionary over in Iraq, um, uh, she and her husband and three other missionaries were going across the desert, and uh, they hit a landmine, and she woke up, 
um, under a tent in a cot in a foreign land, didn't know where she was at first. And when she came to, she asked uh, about her husband and she asked the uh, doctor who was attending to her uh, about her husband and she asked, did he make it? And the doctor told her, I'm afraid that he did not. And so she spent the evening grieving, laying there in bed. And she said, as she drifted off, she had a vision. She said, it might've been a dream, not sure, but it was a vision of my husband in heaven talking with Jesus and asking Jesus about me, she said, and he asked Jesus, did she make it? And Jesus said, not yet. And that's the perspective we have to understand that heaven has um, when a believer dies. Um, precious is uh, the death of, of, of the believer, right? You know, um, God now has received to himself David. David, um, we don't know exactly what uh, David's doing right now, what he looks like. Um, is he only spirit right now? I mean, his body is in the grounds and hasn't been reunited to his body yet. So, so, so there's that kind of picture. But we know that Jesus said today, you'll be with me in paradise. We know that 2 Corinthians 5 talks about being absent from the body and being present with the Lord. So, so we know that David is uh, celebrating. We know that David is good. He's at peace. He's filled with joy. He's in the presence of the Lord. And so, David has made it, and now it's us who's left behind who haven't made it yet. Um, but one day um, we will, and that's again a reminder that I give, just like you do. Um, one day um, uh, we will also uh, face uh, the end of this earthly journey, and all that will matter then is that what we did with Jesus. And it will be too late to make that decision at that point. And, uh, you know, usually um, I, I try to emphasize just uh, for a sentence or two, there's no purgatory, there's no in-between, there's no um, time to, to finally get things right, but, uh, but that time has come. And so, again, we uh, have the confidence, just like you said, we don't grieve like other believers because we have hope um, that, uh, that David um, trusted in, in Christ and we believe God's promises. So, um, so you know, I guess funerals, again, can go um, all kinds of different ways, but, uh, um, but, uh, but, but of course, the, when we are preaching with someone we know uh, or, or doing a sermon, we know that they're in heaven. It, it makes a difference. Now, we still have about uh, eight to ten minutes here to finish up. And one thing, I don't know how often you've had this challenge, Terrence, but, but it certainly is a challenge when you do the service of a person that you really don't know that they have uh, ever trusted Christ. And in fact, there's sometimes you do one when you're pretty certain they hadn't. Um, there are times when uh, whatever you say to the family um, from the Lord, from the Bible, doesn't seem to really uh, uh, register much. And you can tell they don't have a relationship with the Lord. And, and that's a really difficult uh, uh, service to do. But, but sometimes we are asked to do them. So I don't know, Terrence, if you've had that experience or, or, or if you've thought about it. But uh, just curious uh, what your take is on doing a, um, a celebration service. And we usually we don't call it a celebration service. We call it a funeral for a person who, who doesn't know Jesus and, and how that might affect it. In, in any way, you know, the preaching of the gospel. Yeah, I, I have uh, had the the challenge of doing a funeral for uh, someone that I didn't know uh, had uh, received Christ. And uh, again, you know, uh, we're always preaching. Uh, we're always we're always thinking about those that are there um, and the opportunity. Um, you know, we can we can talk about the the good things of that person. Uh, because you know, generally, you know, they're they're people. These are people that uh, their loved ones thought highly of in some ways. They they had some good things about their life. Um, you know, with you know, without the uh, uh, acceptance of Jesus Christ, 
So, I mean, there are things that we can definitely uh, uh, hone in on uh, in our message. Uh, but ultimately, um, as, as preachers of the gospel, uh, which is what we are, um, I can't fathom uh, uh, missing an opportunity to be a preacher right. of the gospel. That's what we are, <laughs> is preachers of the gospel, that we would have to, uh, uh, again, let people know, look, uh, tomorrow is not promised. Um, yeah. You know, that way has been paid uh, through Jesus Christ. And he is, as you said in John fourteen six, he is the way and the truth and the life. And no one can go return to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And so um, as horrible it is, as it is to lose a loved one, uh, we don't have to, you don't have to, uh, uh, you don't have to miss eternity. Um, you know, and uh, it's, it's difficult skating around uh, talking about where that loved one is, uh, but we can definitely right. point them to uh to a place where they can have eternal, eternal rest in Christ. And, uh, again, yeah. that, that choice is theirs. And so, um, uh, right. yeah, those are, those are hard. Those are hard funerals to, to do. Um, and, uh, obviously in meeting with the family, you can kind of gauge whether, um, they're okay with you presenting that, presenting it that way. And I've, you know, I've, I've usually, you know, if, they know they know who they're inviting to to do the to do the service um right and they know they know that we're going to uh we're going to present right uh the way the way to god so i mean sure. uh we do yeah. you know we again we do we do it we do everything humbly we do everything with honor for the loved one we do everything uh as tenderly as possible but um the presentation of the That's truth right. You know, we we have to do that. <laughs> we don't have a choice. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, um, that, that's right. Uh, you know, I've I've always uh, told people whether I'm doing a funeral or a wedding that um, uh, that I am going to. I'll tell them. You know, I'll say, listen. You know, I'm going to have to uh, present the gospel. And now, of course, uh, most of the time when it's a Christian, of course, they want you to. Um, I've had right. a wedding or two. I can think of at least. Um, when the couple really wasn't comfortable with that. Um, uh, it was, a, it was a, a couple that I wasn't really sure about their salvation anyway, and we were just at the beginning part trying to kind of do some counseling stuff, and uh, they kind of decided I wasn't their guy, and that was okay. Um, as far as a funeral, I can't remember any time ever having anyone say, well, if you're going to preach the gospel, we won't want you there. But I've definitely um, been met at times with a little bit of indifference on that. And um, But that, that's, that's too, too, you know, I'm still going to preach it. Um, I, and I don't ever address where the person is. I, I simply will at some point in the service when I do present the gospel, explain to people how they can know where they're going, just like you said. And uh, I can easily do that without ever really referencing the person um, whose uh, service is for Um you know, and I've, I've seen, uh, I've, I can remember a friend of mine um, one time um, at his funeral, and I doubt that he was a Christian, to be honest. I talked to him about his faith, and he said some things that, that had me very concerned, and then he died shortly after. Well, I wasn't the one doing the service. Uh, someone else did the service, and they did a good job, and they presented the gospel. And a guy that I knew who was there afterwards had told me, he said, you know, I, I appreciated that service, but man, I did not like what that guy was talking about. Uh, he said, I thought that was very inappropriate for him right in the middle of a service to try to tell us that we might go 
to hell or something, you know. And 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 I remember trying to explain, you know, that, you know, uh, this is kind of what we do, you know, we believe that, and and so so that gave me a chance to talk to that guy. But there's another chance. I mean, another time when um, uh, one of the men who goes to our church now every Sunday and has been born again, and I baptizing, he went to a funeral. He also heard the gospel there, and it really made him very uncomfortable. So he asked to talk to me in my office and said, "Listen, I was at a funeral a few days ago, and the guy told me that we're all born sinners, and then unless we trust in Jesus, that we will spend eternity in hell." And he said, "I I got real mad at first hearing that, but he said the more I think about it, the more I need to know is that true." And I, I told him, "Well, absolutely, it's true." And I showed him what the Bible said, and uh, and he accepted Christ and asked me if I would disciple him and baptize him. And now he comes to our church every. Sunday and he's very faithful and and so you know both of those are instances where the gospel was presented at a funeral now both of them had very different responses but then again isn't that the way life is anyway Terrence I mean we never know from person to person who we preach to um, who we share the gospel with whether it be in person or on social media or um, on something even like this or, or whatever we don't know what the response is going to be but our our job is just to present it we want to present it in a, a way that's as persuasive as can be without being manipulative we want to be clear um, we want to do it uh, boldly but respectfully and then we leave it um, up to the lord what happens after that because it's the holy spirit that convicts and uh and if the lord draws a person to himself then we're going to see salvation and if that's not the time and that's not the lord's inclination at that moment then it's not the time and there's nothing that we can do to force it but um but perhaps a seed has been planted or uh you know, maybe it's just one of those steps, um, you know, that, uh, that that brings a person into the kingdom. So so we're just going to be faithful. Uh, we're going to preach it. Um, you know, I think about you. I'll, I'll be praying for you on Friday and you and Kevin Harris that, uh, you know, you all won't in any way, um, uh, you know, cower from preaching the gospel. I don't have any doubt that, uh, that that's going to happen, but I mean, or, or ain't that that will, but I mean, I'm just going to preach, pray that it's wide open for you and, uh, and you recognize, uh, the, 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 the door as it opens and you step through it and you let it go. And then, uh, and then trust, uh, that the Lord will speak to the people who are there. And you know what, if, uh, it turns out that there's no one there who needs to be saved on, on, on that day, or, um, or, or, or won't be saved that day, well, God's still going to get glory because you're making him the central uh, point of the uh, funeral service. That's what I always tell families when I'm with them, and I don't care if they're Christians or not. I'll tell them this. I said, listen, I am here for two reasons. I want to uh, celebrate David's life, and I want to give glory to King Jesus. And that's what I'm here to do. Now, whether you all are on board with me on the, the second one or not, I can't say, but I know all of you want us to honor uh, David's life. So so why don't you join me in prayer now, and, and then we have our prayer before we go out. And, and I find that's just always a way to, to remind the people, look, we are here um, to honor the, uh, the, the one who has gone, but ultimately in everything that we do and say, we want to make sure that we're exalting Jesus. So can't go wrong doing that so anyway uh yeah so it's 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 time now folks and again we're thankful for those of you who who followed us tonight on the live stream um those listening at a later time uh, god bless you all as well and thank you for those of you listening on um on on spotify or google podcast or apple podcast so um until uh next time which will be in two weeks uh march the 22nd um 
Yes. I keep thinking today's the ninth. That's why I have to keep um, just pausing. Um, but uh, but today's the eighth, so 22nd. Um, but until then, I'm Pastor Mark Wingfield, Pastor Terrence Williams, and Sam King for Simple Truth Cutting Edge. Good night. <laughs>